What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Funcast, episode 66, Mark of the Beast edition. <laughs> right? Not even a little bit Mark of the Beast. What okay. It's it's one six off. It's close enough. So sure. Anyways, <laughs> it is Saturday, December 12th. We are one day late. Uh, for December 12th? That. You mean December 7th? December 7th. Anyways. <laughs> Can you read? Why did, I, why did I say December 12th? I don't know, because you can't read. Six and six is 12. I don't know. See, that Satan is taking over. Uh, December 7th. Is it December 12th? Is that even like uh, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. I'm tired. Yes, it's a date. <laughs> I know it's a day. Is it a... What day is it? I don't even it's know. It's next Thursday. It is. How did you know it that quickly? Anyways. Because Friday the 13th is this month. Ooh. Oh, the spook. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Oh, oh, Ray, a guest star. Hello. I love her. Let her speak. What does she have I- to say? I just fed her, and she's like, hello. Ray, um, how do you feel about the PS5? <laughs> meow. Incredible. <laughs> meow! <laughs> All right. Uh, what, oh, anyways, back to the uh, the episode here. Recorded and released today on, dis- today, today <laughs> on December 7th. Wow, it's a rough time, huh? Really falling apart here. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. Joining me is the mustachioid Mario himself. <laughs> Ahmed, yes. I have a long mustache, and I'm... I'm probably gonna get rid of it soon. The hairs keep like grazing against my top lip, and I'm like, it's disgusting. Get out of there. Just thinking about it. <laughs> They're not. There's not food in them. They're just like, hello. No, but yeah, it's just like like tickling. It's weird. Tentacles. Tentacles on your lips. I did not say tentacles. I said tickling. But mm-hmm. go off. Anyways, anyway. what have you been doing? Happy Thanksgiving, belated, and happy Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. The Christmas tree is up. We've literally been putting it up, and Lauren put like garland around the place. So. It looks really nice, and uh, it's very festive. Now I gotta get all the um, all the little smart plugs and plug them all in and get them going, so I can put them on timers and stuff, and you know all that fun stuff. Very exciting. But yeah, no, it is. uh, We have a boatload of ornaments from ornaments that we've accumulated over the years to the new ones that we buy. You know, buy a couple or so every year, uh, just as like sentimental ornaments. But yeah, it's. There's just so many ornaments, and Lauren's like, they're all going on the tree. And I'm like, hmm, what if I died? <laughs> what if the tree falls over because of how many ornaments are on it? Oh, it's such a nice tree. So we kind of splurged and got a Christmas tree from Costco. And let me tell Is you. Is it a real tree or artificial? It's artificial. Okay. And it's like, it was pricey, but it's like one of those trees that I literally took out of the box, put it in the stand, and like it looked the same way it looked at the store. Like it was fluffed already because there's so many branches and... It's just a very nice, well-made tree. So we bought it with the intention of obviously folded up in the box. (coughs) It's folded up into three pieces, yeah. So it breaks apart into three pieces. Oh, interesting. And like how the branches lay flat, like when you flip it upside down, the branches like collapse. They like fold. Oh, like it. Okay. Think of like Olaf's arms, (laughs) and if you put him upside down, his arms would be up. Yes. That's exactly what we're talking. That's exactly what artificial Christmas tree is like. Interesting. Huh, but yeah, so okay. it is really nice, and it's got a little remote control, and it's got like, all these different settings, and changed all these different colors, and oh, it already has know. lights built in. Yeah, the, yeah. Nice, there's like nice. there's no nonsense. There's no nothing. It's just everything's there, and it's just it's Beautiful. good. Love that it's for good. you. Imagine. So yeah, so we have been doing that literally all day today. Lauren and I have both been sick for pretty much the past week. Oh no! And I have been like aggressively coughing. Um, and it's just, it's been really shitty and it's not fun. And like, wouldn't recommend obvious, I've been, I've worked remote, like, I don't know, two, three days this week. And I was just, I'm tired. I'm exhausted and I sleep. I feel like I don't sleep, but you know how that goes. Being sick I is fun. I do know how that goes. You got to get Welcome that to NyQuil. Winter. Knock you the hell out. Uh, yeah, actually that's not a bad idea. I haven't taken NyQuil. I'm, I'm on an antibiotic for like an upper respiratory infection. And my well, body's awesome. like, hmm, get ready to die anyway. 
Yeah, definitely check with your doctor before you before you do that. Um, before you like take a NyQuil while on the antibiotic. Yeah, maybe it's conflicting or something. I'll probably just stick to the antibiotic for now. Yeah. Um, it's amoxicillin, so hopefully it goes away soon. But um, sure. But yeah, we means. went to we were out in California um, while we for Thanksgiving, so that was a lot of fun. And I exercised my right as a Disneyland annual pass holder. We went like five times. <laughs> you were uh, there like every day possible. Yeah, so it was actually be. cool though because it was like there was no plan. It was like we just kind of went and it was like if we rode a ride, great. If not, whatever. And we took like our engagement pictures there kind of. Like we like got all dressed up and I went to Disney. I saw that. That was cute. Which was a lot of fun. And Lauren's mom learned how to use like portrait mode and stuff and she took some of the nicest She pictures. was the one that so took like, them? Oh, so cool. I thought took, you. I thought those were photo pass pictures. No, let me tell you, these busted ass photo pass people were nowhere to be found. <laughs> oh it was God. like, it was that's ridiculous. Crazy. Well, that's so, good. we took pictures by like the sample teacup. Like the photo pass person took those. The ones by the well, Lauren's mom took. Yeah, um, and, I don't know. Uh, the ones by the castle and the tree, the photo pass people took. Like the very generic poses, the photo pass people took. And I don't know. But it was good. For those following along at home, go check out Paul's Twitter. What is it? At Paul underscore Kanye? Yes. For the photos? Yeah. Yes. Very good and, stuff. Uh, and my, my Instagram as well. But yeah, so Lauren has this updress from the Disney dress shop, and she didn't really want to get it at first because it's like $100 or whatever, obviously with the passholder discounts a little bit cheaper. But um, Oh, yeah. She bought yeah. that last time we were out there in August. She bought that, yeah. When, yeah, when we were out there, and then she wore it to D23. So we took a picture of her with uh, all the balloons, holding the balloons, and it came out super cool. I took a wide-angle shot. It looked really good. So it was was good. Good stuff. It was good. But, yeah, we did that. And then while I was out there, I was playing. I started Jedi Fallen Order before I left, and I was really craving to play it. So I had everything all set up for remote play, and sure as hell, I was very surprised. It worked very well to the point where I was playing it, like, every day, like, in the morning and at night. Sitting on my iPad with my P- my DualShock 4 in hand. Well, at first I was playing it on my phone, which was pretty small screen. So then I moved up to the iPad, which is like a 12.9 inch screen or whatever. But and connected my DualShock and it worked really well. Like there's a little tiny bit of input lag. Like the nerds out there be like, oh my god, this is unplayable. <laughs> and but you know me, a plebe, don't know how to play games. It was fine. I mean, it's fine because it's not an FPS or anything. So like, <coughs> oh, you're <Yeah>. dying. <laughs> input uh, lag is that was like mild but um but yeah the yeah it's because it's not an fps like a little input lag is is fine yeah which yeah so it's it's not bad at all so i i played a lot of that and the funny part was i brought everything to play like a ton of switch games like i was gonna play a ton of switch games like i've got pokemon sword lined up luigi's mansion lined up i have all these games lined up i'm gonna play so much of that and i end up playing fallen order pretty much the whole time anyways so um and all i did was bought games digitally you know that i'll never play on my switch so but i did play a little bit of luigi's mansion 3 on the plane and that game is a lot of fun it really it is. is like vacuum simulator but <laughs> it's, it's like very it is very satisfying i'm like oh look a bookshelf mm, time to vacuum literally everything off the bookshelf <laughs> literally so like, couch cushions vacuuming you up and you and well the, and like you said before it's like oh a trash can let me vacuum it's like oh, look at all this money like oh look you look you found a thousand dollars in the trash can. yeah like who is leaving all this cash around why do the rats have literal cash money in there literally in their the rats are all hanging on for dear life and like all of a sudden boom five hundred dollars pops out <laughs> it's so fun um but yeah i've been playing a lot of that I've, i'm like 75 percent the way through that 75 percent. holy crap i guess I, based on like the elevator buttons that i have those are like a few more light uh levels that i have to go through they do yeah. get uh, a little difficult towards the end. Like some of the puzzles on it, I like had to Google. I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to go? Uh, yeah, um, the Gooigi yeah. mechanics are interesting. 
Guiji. I always like forget that I have Guiji, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Oh yes, Guiji. Yeah, it's, he's it's very strange. A key part of this. Yeah, yeah. it is really cool. And that, I haven't played much Pokemon Sword, but um, I, I played a little tiny bit more of that, and I need to like really get down and sink my teeth into it. So that'll happen. I don't know at some point soon, hopefully. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what else? Um, bought stuff on Black Friday, as I'm sure you did as well. I literally uh, only bought two games. I mostly just bought clothes. <laughs> I only bought Sekiro and Celeste. That's interesting. Yeah. My Celeste... Oh, yeah, I think I told you. My Celeste uh, limit run came in recently. But, yes, yeah, did you start playing either one of them? No. I installed Sekiro, and obviously I installed Celeste, but, no, I haven't started either of one of them. Sekiro um, on PC, the one that I sent you? On PC, yeah. Nice. Well, no. Wait, did you buy you Jedi Fallen Order yet? No, I haven't yet. I'm waiting for. Oh a good my sale. god! Well, so no, my I'm gonna wait until I finish the Outer Worlds and buy Jedi Fallen Order after the Outer Worlds because I know if I'm, if I buy it now, I'm not gonna play it until after I finish that game anyway. True, um, true, true. But if you I'm, cave and get it on console, there's been a lot of good deals. Like Target right now, seen buy two get like, one free. Yeah, it's like forty bucks on console at some points, and I was like, what the hell? So the deluxe um, edition's but, fifty bucks at Walmart, and then. Um, the it's eligible for buy two get one free at Target, making it like thirty two dollars. <coughs> oh my Jesus, god! When don't I die, die on me. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta start muting when I cough. <laughs> Episode sixty six. Paul coughs and dies of this shit. Literally, Satan's rising. Anyway, um, so yeah, I bought Secure on PC. Obviously, um, I don't know. I saw there was like a something. I don't know. I got it off Amazon. It was like twenty five bucks or something. I was like, right, yeah, I sent it to you. It was yeah. like twenty five dollars. I don't know where. I guess it was Amazon, but yeah. And then Celeste was was ten bucks on on the Nintendo eShop. I was like, sure, why not? That game um, is a lot of fun. You have to like really sit down and, <clears throat> and kind of get into it. Once you get into it, though, it's very easy to pick up and play. It's like a short game, right? I'm assuming it's not like it's, a super long. It's not super long. I mean, it's like I don't know, probably sh- probably short what? as like uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought I heard like. I thought I heard Lauren yelling or something. I don't know. No. Oh, good. All silent. Um, yeah, anyways. Um, uh, hold on. Lauren, you good? <laughs> okay. Is she good? She said, yeah. She's like putting more ornaments. She's literally determined to put every ornament on the tree. So she's That's like fine. spinning the tree. I just really like hope we don't hear on the crash suddenly and all the trees Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I really hope. Why do they make ornaments so fragile? I don't know. It's very frustrating. We got this set from like, Target a while ago, and they're like plastic, so... If they okay. fall, they're like shatterproof, which is a crock of bullshit. It's just because, plastic. Yeah, they, they'll just break. So, I mean, um, they well, yeah, they won't shatter, but they might break. Yeah. Anyways. So whatever. Anyways, what were we talking about? Um, Prices. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Did you beat it yet? Uh, no, I'm. Pro- I've got a good amount of hours through it at this point. I don't know how much longer there is, but you know, I love seeing spoilers on the internet. So I, I oh, not I that I've been spoiled, spoiler. but there's like. There's, like, one aspect of the game, like, in regards to lightsabers that, like, you unlock later on the game, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was, like, an ad for the game, and it was like, oh, look, here's this, and I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't think much of it. spoiler. And then Logan's like, did you see the spoiler? And I was like, I did. (laughs) It's not a spoiler. Um, Oh, Celeste. Celeste. Celeste is, like, a four to five hour game, I think. There's, like, the B-side, like, harder versions of the levels, but I don't know. Oh, it's it's like a baby game. You could do that in one day, one sitting. Uh, okay, right. There's a lot of games that are four to five hours that you still haven't beat, so... Um, I beat Undertale, so... Oh, anyways, I didn't. I got pretty far in that game, and I still never beat it. It's not... But, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're, like, close to the end, probably. Like, it's not... I probably am. I don't game. have the patience for it. It's like... I don't have the I patience for the second one. I started the second one, and I was like, you know what? This is suddenly too oh, much. Oh, whatever the hell that rune... Deltarune. 
Deltarune, yeah. Like, the first one is fun because it's, like, it's such a simple, like, a story. Whereas the second one is, like, an actual full-fledged RPG. And I'm like, mm, suddenly I'm tired. Yeah. I don't know about all this. Um, but anyways, have you seen anything over the past two weeks? I did see Frozen 2, With and I saw eyes? a lot of good deals on Black Friday. But, um... <laughs> How's Frozen yeah. 2? I Frozen 2 was so 2. good. You, you saw Frozen 2 at this point, too. So I did, yes. We saw it opening night um, <clears throat> in IMAX, and it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's funny because, like, I realized that a lot of even movies but and music, I guess, kind of. Like, I didn't think I enjoyed the soundtrack as much as I did. I knew I really liked Some Things Never Change at NT Unknown because we had heard them at D23. I kind of knew those. Um Show Yourself, I didn't realize I liked that as much as I did. I don't like the <coughs> the Kristoff song. I was just going to say that's my favorite one. I knew I know. you were going to say song. It's, it's, so it's, gr- it's grown on me a little bit, but it's very, like, corny to the next level. Like, it's very much like a... It's an 80s ballad. It's fine. I, I like it. I get that. But it's like, in our theater, nobody laughed. Oh, like, we, everyone was, like, cracking up. <laughs> nobody laughed. Like, it was kind of like... It was so Jonathan Groff had a had an interview where it was like he was like yeah I mean it was kind of like one of those things where they showed it to me and I was like uh we're really doing this and they're like yeah and then as we started recording I'm like oh okay I guess we're really doing this huh so that's exactly how I felt when like you got all these reindeer in the background like looking like the three wolves thing the three wolves moon <laughs> thing <clears throat> but yeah I overall it was, funny. it was a good story it was um it was really good and I still think that. Some things never change, and, uh, you know, I think that all of that was just, it just all fit very well. Some things never change is still, I think, my favorite my favorite song. And, really? That's uh, surprising. Yeah, it's just, it. I don't know. When, <coughs> oh my god, this is really hard. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. It's Please really take bad. a cough drop. I'm telling you, I, I have been. I'll talk more for uh, the rest of the episode, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's... I don't know. What I've noticed is, like, especially at work, too, when I'm talking a lot, it tends to die down. But then lately it's been like, die, die, die. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's die. fine. But, um, <sighs> yeah, no, I think I, I've always been a big fan of, like, bringing all of the characters together and, like, bringing, having each person have a part in something. Like, that's why I like Kingdom Hearts so much because it brings all these Disney characters together. And that's why I like Super Smash Brothers so much because it, like, brings all the characters together. So I think that's why... I kind of like some things never change a lot because it bring it, each each of the characters has a part. Like yeah. Olaf has a part, Kristoff, um, Sven, I guess through Kristoff, uh, Elsa and Anna all have a part in the song. So and it just sets up everything for you know what's yet to come. So I don't know. I liked it a lot. It's true. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot, and I also didn't think that I liked the um, the soundtrack as much as I did. Like I walked out of it and I was like, oh, I thought the first one was a lot better. And then, as I kept on listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, oh, actually, no, I like these songs. Yeah, um, I, I thought the same thing <clears throat> as soon as I got out of the movie. Like, I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, there was no Love is an Open Door or um, <clears throat> even Fixer Upper. Like, every song was catchy to the point where, I don't know, clung on. But then again, the movie hasn't been out that long, so we don't really know what's going to catch on. Like, obviously, I, Into the Unknown has caught on. I really <clears throat> like the Panic at the Disco cover of Into the Unknown. Yes, Brandon Yuri's voice is insane. Like, yeah, and he makes it sound so easy. Like, so Adina yes. Menzel had an interview as well, where she was like, uh, "What did she say? She's like, I don't think people realize how hard it is to sing into the unknown, and it's like it's really difficult for her." And 
she's like, I think I'll get used to it more and more as I continue to like do concerts and stuff and sing it. But it is a really difficult song to sing, and the lead singer from Panic at the Disco makes it very simple, or makes it seem like it's so simple because of how good he is at it. Yes, his range is <clears throat> un- unreal. It's, he's not of this earth, to put it in the words of our friend Rita. Um, he is not of this earth, anyways. Basically. Um, but speaking of Frozen, so I've been, obviously, like, New York has all the holiday decorations and things up. Um, so I've been doing my tours of, like, the Christmas markets and Rockefeller Tree and the Saks Fifth Avenue dis- uh, display. And the Saks Fifth Avenue light displays actually seem themed after Frozen this year. Um, so they have a little medley in the beginning where it's, like, uh, songs from Frozen 1. So it starts with, like, Let It Go. And then it jumps into, like, traditional Christmas music. And then the whole, like, um, finale part is all, it's like a medley from Frozen 2. So it starts with um, the the lullaby that the mom sings. What's that song called again? The, oh, uh, the first I'll look song. it up. Keep talking. It's like the one where it's like the I've river. literally skipped it every time. It's such, it's good, actually. I like the tune. Um, and then it goes into um, Olaf's song. Um, and then it goes into, uh, and then it goes into Into the Unknown. And it's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. It's uh, all, all is found is the name of the song. Oh yes, <clears throat> for in this river all is found. Anyway, I Olaf's song was very interesting. I don't know. It was like <laughs> I just like that in the beginning of the song. He's like Samantha. I literally <laughs> die constantly. That's so funny. Like in the movie, and you know that was all improv. That wasn't scripted. Like that was just Josh Gad being like, just being. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was Josh Gad, and that's why, like in the movie, he's like, I don't even know a Samantha. <clears throat> but yeah, oh my it's god, I lost my mind at that part. Oh, that was really funny. That was one of the, like the highlights. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, all right. Enough Frozen two. Um, what else did you see? Did you see anything? Because I saw a lot of things and I want to go through them real quick because we have no, a lot of news to also them. go through. <clears throat> yeah. No, we were supposed to go see a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We didn't. Um, we really got to go see that at some point here. Maybe maybe sometime this week we can sneak out and go see it. Lauren loves Mr. Rogers, and uh, is like it's like his uh, his. That's like her like idol, if you will. So oh nice, we yeah. got to go see that, and uh, she's really wanted to see it. We're gonna go see it when we're out in California. It didn't work out. We we're gonna go see Frozen Two with Lauren's mom and sister, but that didn't work out either. So um, they shut Fall down apart. the movie theater at Downtown Disney, so that didn't really help things. So the closest AMC is kind of out of the way. So gotcha. Um, but yeah, so no, we didn't we didn't see anything else. Not that I can think of. We didn't. We're not caught up on Mandalorian. We're not caught up on High School Musical. Ugh. Past uh, episode two. We're on episode two. Or we're, on, we're on episode three of each of those, and we have okay. not watched the Imagineering Story or a Day at Disney. So <laughs> you're falling apart. Got, there's so much shit. I'm telling you. Like, really every is. day this week, I've gotten home and it's been like knocked out instantly. Fair but, enough. Um, so yeah. So I did see a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I liked it for the most part. It didn't like. I don't know. I really like walked in expecting to like be crying, but. Oh. I didn't, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." Like this is cute. Um, it's it's told in a really interesting way. Um, I won't I don't spoil too much or anything, but it's um, it's told like from the perspective of a guy that seeks Mr. Rogers' help. So it's not necessarily like a story of his <coughs> entire life or anything like that. It's like a very particular part, and it's based on a true story apparently. Um, so it was good. I really wasn't liked it. Wasn't it? It was. Uh, well, th- never mind. I I I don't know why I was in the impression that it was like about someone doing an autobiography on Mr. Rogers? Is that That's not true, is it? Not an autobiography. It was like a magazine <clears throat> article. It's this, re- okay. this reporter that goes and like tries to do a magazine article about him, but um, okay. ends up like, you know, whatever. I won't spoil it. That's fine. Yeah, good. don't spoil it. Yes. Um, obviously, <clears throat> so far, the two. Um, saw Knives Out, and Knives Out is incredible. Like, one of the best movies of the year. Um, it's a murder mystery, and it's really, 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 really good. 
I need um, someone to go through all of the episodes and find every time you said the best movie of the year, and okay, then you can put them all head to head. I'll tell you, there's <clears> five. <throat> it's The Farewell, Parasite, Knives Out, Toy Story Four, and um, oh my god, what am I forgetting? Crap, what am I forgetting? Ugh. I'll get back to it. It's fine. Go on my Twitter. I I tweeted it out. I tweeted out the list, and it's on there. Um, Obviously, I'm caught up on The Mandalorian, which is excellent so far. Uh, High School Musical, the musical series, also also caught up. Way better than I imagined. Did you watch through episode five? Yes. I'm caught up. Damn. Uh, I I literally just watched them last night. I was, like, tired and laying in bed. Oh, really? I guess I can open my eyes. Oh, you couldn't go to sleep or whatever. Wait, you couldn't go to sleep again last night? Yeah, I literally was up to like two in the morning <clears throat> last night for no reason. Oh my god, I meant like I can't record because I'm tired. I was tired, but I couldn't sleep. Listen. When I tell you, I knocked out like a damn light. Like it was like I Lawrence, wish we were I making chicken in a slow cooker, and Lauren's like, "I'm gonna go check on the chicken." And literally in those five minutes, I was dead. It was like my head hit the pillow, and that was it. <laughs> That's I wish that were me. Um, I'll, I'm not caught up on the Imagineering story because those episodes are very long. It's an hour each. Um, but um, I think I'm like three episodes in, and it's I don't know. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, the Pixar Spark shorts on on Disney Plus are kind of cute. Each one's like no more than six minutes. Um, there's one that's really really good though that I recommend called Kit Bull. Definitely watch that one if you don't watch any of the other ones. Is that the one about the dog? It's the dog and the in the kitten that become whatever. Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. There was it's, one I heard about. I forget what it was. I don't know. There's some one that was really sad. I mean. <clears throat> It might be that one. I don't know. Oh, Go watch good, it. Good, good, good. It's good, like good. if you want to cry, but also be happy. It's a good one. Okay. Um, so yeah, Kipple's good. And then yeah, I've been playing a little bit more of the Outer Worlds. Been playing a little bit more Luigi's Mansion. I bought Overwatch for my little nephew in Florida, who's eleven, and so he's been playing that with me. Um, and I'm nice. like showing him the ropes. I'm like, we made like a custom game. I'm like, this is what this character does. This is what this character does. This is the best strategy for this character. And he's oh like, okay, my god, okay. he's learning. Um, and then, yeah, we both got into the xCloud beta, which I don't think we mentioned. Um, you didn't get a chance to try it because your DualShock 4 would connect to your phone, but mine is there, would. Is there an NDA at all for that? Uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, whatever. We got into it, and I played I played it for all of 10 minutes. I booted up um, Forza Horizon 4, and it booted up my existing save file from the cloud, um, which was really cool. And uh, I was basically streaming from... Um, from the xCloud server, so not from my own Xbox, <clears throat> and playing with a DualShock 4 that was connected via Bluetooth to my phone. Um, so obviously the screen was very small because I'm playing on a phone, but, um, you know, it played really, really well. Uh, no more latency than, like, if I was playing a remote remote play on PlayStation. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty smooth. There was there were very few uh, frame rate drops, if any, um, and this was on my sister's, like, garbage Wi-Fi, uh, which they just upgraded after... Or, like, before I tested, um, or after I tested, so I wasn't playing on the better Wi-Fi. Um, but, yeah, that played really well, so, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll play more of it later. But they don't have the Outer Worlds on it, so, no point. Yeah, I just I just thought about that um, this morning, actually. I'm like, oh, remember when I have Project xCloud? And I kind of forgot about it, because um, <clears throat> by the time I noticed I got in, I, obviously, my DualShock would not connect to the phone. And I had that problem. So by the time I got home and everything, I'm like, whatever. I totally forgot about it. So yeah. I will have to try that. But what I did play, and I forgot to mention, I played with Logan this morning. We played Halo Reach. And Halo on Reach Steam? was just, no, on, uh, well, I did download it on uh, PC because I do want to see how it runs. Well, I think there but, is cross-play <clears throat> usually on the Microsoft's game. So like, if you're playing on PC, you can play with people on Cross-progression. Yeah, yeah, or cross-saves or whatever, yes. Cross-save, so, I think you can also cross-play, like, 
Forza Horizon 4, I can play with people that are playing on Xbox. And I'm oh, assuming I don't know, the maybe. same would work with Halo. Maybe. So that's fine. But anyway, it was uh, it's through the Master Chief Collection, which is the collection of all the Halo games. And I yes. will say it was surprisingly a lot of fun. And I haven't played I haven't played Halo Reach since it came out on Xbox 360 years ago. I didn't even play that much, but I played enough to remember that as I was going through it, I I remembered some of my favorite maps and everything, so I would highly suggest you play Halo. uh, At least Halo Reach and try it out. Halo Reach is the only one that's out currently, right? (coughs) On PC, yes. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm literally dying. Like leaking from every orifice. It's great. That's disgusting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Halo Reach is a lot of fun, and um, we played some Team Slayer, some Team Doubles, modes that we used to play together years ago and yeah. uh it's a lot of fun so well, that's good we also played modern warfare multiplayer and uh as everyone could possibly guess i am really awful at it yeah i don't know i like modern warfare seems appealing and i'm happy that it's a good game in the, in the franchise but i i don't know it's, i don't think it's for me if you want to try it i have a spare copy i'm good <laughs> i'll pass i'm too busy trying to figure out how to play the Outer Worlds effectively. I feel like... Oh my gosh. Like, it's not... I don't know. I'm thinking that I made a mistake in choosing, like, a, a gun um, kind of track instead of going for, like, actual, um, like, I don't know, melee weapons or whatever. Just because the gunplay is not that great in that game, unfortunately. Oh, um, really? Like, I don't know. It's, it's very RPG, so, like, you'll get a headshot and you'll think that you killed this person, but actually you just did, like, 60 damage, and you're like, oh, okay. And it's, oh. I don't know, it doesn't feel as very, or it doesn't feel as satisfying as I feel like it should be. So, anyways, um, shall we jump into some hot tops? Because we Let's got do it. quite a few of them. All right. Um, I'm just over here downing vitamin C gummies. Good. Um, Rise of the Resistance Power Hour. So, Rise of the Resistance has officially opened at Walt Disney World and Disney's Hollywood Studios. And it is apparently amazing and the best theme park ride ever created. When it works. <laughs> Paul is holding up a gallon of water like Simba in the background. I ran out of juice and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to die from this cough now. And I just realized my water bottle is sitting next to me. My whole gallon water bottle. I'm very happy for you. Carry on. That's a water bottle, not just like a Poland spraying off the shelf? Yeah. That is absurd. Anyways. Um, so, um, apparently IGN does ride reviews now because they actually gave a review of Ride of the Resistance as well as other people um, or other outlets. So, I'm going to go through kind of the highlights. They gave of a review of... Uh, Went in Falcon 2. Did they? Oh, Smuggler's right. Run. Um, so, they gave it a 9.5, saying, Rise of the Resistance is a technical marvel that delivers on uh, on its promise to fully immerse riders in the Star Wars galaxy. With its combination of cutting-edge technology, focused storytelling, and sheer scale, Rise represents an ambitious step forward for Disney, although its emphasis on creating an immersive narrative over roller coaster style thrills <clears throat> may not completely satisfy the adrenaline junkies in your group. I think that's a silly reason to give it a knock, but sure. Uh, like that's not what the ride is but go off uh, let's see OC yeah. register um, this person said I rode Disney's new Star Wars attraction four times and here's what it's like um, he said uh, Rise of the Resistance will leave you wondering again and again how Walt Disney Imagineering pulled off one visual illusion after another with each scene somehow outdoing the last Disney's new Star Wars attraction redefines what e-ticket stands for extraordinary Extraordinary? Why did I say it like that? <laughs> Anyways. Extraordinary uh, <laughs> love. 
Um, they continue, I can uh, constantly find myself wondering if the stormtrooper aiming his blaster at me was an audio animatronic figure or a digital projection. Blaster fire sliced through the air right in front of me, just like in the Star Wars movies. The laser blasts exploded with flying sparks all around my ride vehicle, seemingly blowing pieces out of the walls and ceiling right before my eyes. Imagineering's goal is to put riders in the middle of a Star Wars movie, and they achieved this at every turn. Uh, BB-8 rolls out to greet us. Ray appears in a hologram message. Towering AT-ATs fire at us as we flee. Lightsabers carve holes in the ceiling. Uh, Rise resistance is everything Star Wars fans have been hoping and waiting for, and then some. Um, from Slash Film, they say Rise of Resistance is like four rides in one, connected by narrative sequences, unlike anything we've seen in a theme park ride before. Each of them blending queue, pre-show, and ride. It transcends the ride itself and becomes a much longer storytelling narrative, worthy of hour-long hours-long lines. Uh, the whole experience from your encounter with the characters to the exit of your vehicle could last from anywhere uh, between 20 and 25 minutes. Is a masterwork of engineering, employing state-of-the-art technology, and mind-blowing illusions to create the most immersive storytelling ride experience ever created. <sighs> There's a lot more from Collider.com, but I feel like we've got the gist that it's basically the best thing ever made. Um, they say, Rise of the Resistance uses cutting-edge technology, insanely dynamic ride mechanics, and a wholly immersive storytelling to put guests in the middle of a fight between the First Order and the Resistance. The result, one of the best attractions in Disney World history. Um, so, yes. That said... It's basically been broken down every single day that it's been open. <laughs> um, it's kind of a mess. Which is um, actually ridiculous. Did you see that they're actually offering a free fast pass to the ride and a one-day park hopper ticket? They're offering people- a one-day park hopper ticket? I don't know. If it's, actually, let me, let me rephrase that. It may not have been a one-day park hopper. But, but like, even if they're offering a one-day ticket, that's insane. Yeah, you know how many people <laughs> are in that line <clears throat> at any given time? Um, I actually saw a tweet earlier. Let me pull it up. Uh, let me see if I can remember who it was. Uh, it was like an itinerary, like what to expect from a day. Okay. So this comes from uh, at Patrick S. Kling on Twitter. Um, Rise of Resistance for today, December 7th. 4.50 a.m. Arrive to parking lot. Not crowded. 5.05. Security opens. Uh, 6.35. Park gate opens. 6.39. In park. 6.42, boarding group 16. Um, 7.10, Rise of the Resistance opens. 7.30, group called in line. 7.40, experience starts. 8.15, off. So, that's bananas. Yeah, and that's... Then, yeah. And this is know. the first attraction that's using the boarding group system. So they use the boarding groups to get into the land, Galaxy's Edge, before. But this is the first time it's actually in use at a ride where you like reserve a boarding group. So it's similar to the FastPass system, but the difference is that FastPass guarantees that you're going to wait like less than 15 minutes, whereas this, you literally just have the opportunity to now wait two hours or whatever in line. Um, but I don't know. This is pretty nuts. I'm I want to ride it so bad. I have Same. been <clears throat> avoiding these videos left, right, and center, and I can honestly tell you that I know nothing about it aside from the fact that Kylo Ren is in it. Uh, there's those big walkers that we've seen in all the uh, promotional footage. And there's that room with all the stormtroopers, and I know what the ride vehicle looks like. I know nothing else. Yeah. And, like, I saw a little tiny snippet, and I'm like, this looks so good. And I like, threw my phone because I didn't want to watch it. So <laughs> I, like, I someone linked a video in this, like, roller coaster group chat that I'm in. And I, like, skipped through it, and I saw little bits and pieces where, like, stormtroopers were shooting. And, like, you can literally see the lasers or whatever, like, the blasts hit the crates and like the crates chip off. I'm like, how the hell did they do that? Like, it's not yeah. a projection, or I mean, it must be a projection, but it like literally, <clears throat> like, breaks. 
Like, I don't know. I don't know how it, how it's accomplished. It's been... All right, enough. Don't spoil it for the people. Everyone needs to experience it. That's it. I That's cannot even imagine what's going to happen when this opens up in Disneyland. It's... Like, it is going to be a shit show. Pandemonium. But I imagine that hopefully whatever... Like, that the teams are communicating with each other so that, like, they can make sure to check specific parts of the ride at Disneyland based on what broke the most in Disney World. Like, Disney I World's basically so. stress testing it. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I hope so. Yeah. Anyways... Speaking of Star Wars, but unrelated to Disney World at all, on Disney+, Plus, The Mandalorian apparently is fake HDR. So if you have an HDR TV and you're wondering why the dark scenes are so goddamn dark, that's the reason. Who the um, hell cares? I cares because I'm squinting and I'm like, who? what's happening? You're blind. I'm not blind. It as looks long good. As, you, as long as you can see the child, does it really matter? You're right. The child. Baby Yoda. Um, but it's still a great show, so watch it. And if you're not watching in HDR, don't feel bad because you're not really missing out. Um, Ooh, speaking of, drag them. Go ahead. I'm telling. Speaking of Disney Plus, Prince Anders from the live action Aladdin film is apparently getting his own spin off movie. I think it's a movie. Prince Not Anders? A, yeah. Like, you remember from the live action the dude that came to the palace to, and he was like fumbling over his words? You remember. Why? Why does he deserve a movie? I don't know. Apparently. So, Billy uh, <clears throat> Magnuson, the guy that cl- uh, played Chris An- Prince Anders, um, apparently reached out to Aladdin producers or whatever and met with the writers. Um, this one comes from IGN, by the way. And uh, as such, Aladdin producers Dan Lin and Jonathan Irick will be returning uh, under the Rideback banner with an executive producer, Ryan Halpern, <coughs> joining the team. Writers Jordan Dunn and Michael Kvam are also on board to write the script. So I guess whatever he presented as an idea, they enjoyed I guess so. Uh, that's whatever. happening. I don't know. I don't know. It'll probably be out in like two years, so we'll forget that we even reported on it by the time it's out. Uh, um, there's so much shit coming to Disney Plus. All I care about is Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I care a little bit about the Marvel things, but sure. Yeah, I mean yeah, um, that too. But I do really like the weekly episode format because I don't feel like I'm falling too too behind if I'm like have to catch up on two episodes. That's what I said too, and now I'm freaking <laughs> three episodes behind. So the only thing that's really long is Imagineering story. Everything is like thirty minutes. I know, I know. And it's sad because, like, as much as I want to watch The Mandalorian, I kind of want to watch High School Musical more. Like, it's a lot <laughs> easier fair. to digest than The Mandalorian because it's, like... Mandalorian, honestly, though, Mandalorian, like, I like it and I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't have, like, a huge overarching story besides, like, Mandalorian protects Baby Yoda. Like, yeah. that's, the, like, every episode is kind of its own, like, consolidated, like, story. Like, he goes somewhere, he meets these new people, and then he leaves and you never see them again. So it's, yeah. like... I don't know. It's easier to digest like that, too. Whereas High School Musical has, like, all these strands of drama, and you're like, what's happening? And you're like, ooh, ooh, yeah, drama, drama. I love drama. (laughs) Basically. Both are good in their own ways. Um, All right, all right. All right, all right. Last but not least. Oh, wait. This actually be in the gaming section. I don't know why this is in this section. That's my fault. Hold on. Before Um, we jump into that, just so everybody knows, the DTEC on demand stops at, uh, at Disney Parks now have the child merchandise. The who? DTEC on demand? Like the the phone Place case where boots? you can get phone cases and um and uh gotcha, gotcha. like uh, magic bands and stuff like that all have like stuff based on Baby Yoda. But is it just like magic bands and phone cases with Baby Yoda's face on it? Magnets. There's like uh the child on board and it has like little Baby Yoda with a little frog on top. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, little frog. I don't know. What frog? Apparently he eats a frog or something. Oh, he does eat a frog. That's like in the first episode or second yeah, episode. Maybe I did see that. I don't know. I don't you know. probably did. It's fine. Anyways, Hot Tops Gaming. Gaming Hot Let's Tops. Go. Did you move that one? That you just, where did the other one go? I did. Had? I moved it into gaming. 
So oh, he's mad far. Anyways, I'll take the fine. first one. I'll start yes. talking so I can start coughing my brains out again. <laughs> Good luck. PS5 dev kit is caught in the wild, and there was a weird patent filed along with it. So um, this one comes from BGR. So pretty much there was a picture of a, uh, well, let's talk about the patent first. So this yeah. was found by the same Dutch language blog, Let's Go Digital, that's uncovered uh, other Sony patents including a patent that turned out to reveal the actual design of the PS5 dev kit. The device in the image below is an incredibly puzzling Sony invention. So it's a picture of this, like, it almost looks like a Game Boy Micro, but it says PlayStation with PlayStation buttons. It does look like a Game Boy Micro, huh? a D-pad, and it's very strange. The portable gadget has an unusual rectangular shape with a display in the middle uh, and a button set up in the layout reminiscent of other controllers, even the Nintendo Switch. The device has memory of its own, let's go digital notes, and can be connected to other devices, including PCs, gaming consoles, and TV sets. Users can then control a computer to start a game and beam the contents to a TV. The controller can be used to operate the game as well as to show photos to listen to music that's stored on the computer. According to the patent, the controller might also feature a fingerprint and heart rate sensors. Other sensors will provide additional contextual information to the user. For example, the controller might detect if you're visiting a friend and offer an option to play a game on their device. The key trick here is, the, is that the controller stays connected to your home PC or PS5 at all times. Finally, the controller also features gyroscope and acceleration sensors that would let you tilt the screen to change the point of view and orientation. This definitely sounds like the kind of smart controller that Sony might develop for the PS5, but it's unclear when it will be available to gamers and whether it's coming in time for the PS5's launch. Some of the controller's advanced features might be coming to the DualShock 5 controller, and Sony might be using different imagery to depict the device simply to conceal the fact that these features... That's a weird sentence. <laughs> that is. That's just speculation at this point, of course, yeah. as Sony has yet to reveal more DualShock 5 features to confirm the name of the controller. So I'd imagine that this would go into the controller. I highly doubt that this would be another device that they would have. Yeah. So the thing with patents is a lot of companies just file patents just to, to you know, patent the technology. But, like, the images that they include might not be necessarily, like, relevant to what's actually being designed or developed. So I think this is just they're patenting the technology of this quote-unquote controller, but a lot of the like functionality will end up in the DualShock 5. Yeah, so um, there was rumor so. for a long time that instead of a touchpad, the DualShock 5 would have a screen in it, just like this. So yeah. I think that that's exactly what this is. They don't want to show off the real design of the DualShock 5, which there was a leak um, of some sort that looked like a beefier DualShock 4. Yes. And I would say with fair amount of confidence that this is probably the touchscreen in the DualShock 5 if it has one and it's just them not showing the DualShock 5. Yeah. Um please do not release that D-pad. That D-pad looks horrendous. I'm pretty sure that this will never see the light of day. It's like a rectangular like a, yeah, no, this is not. It is a literally thing. a Game Boy Micro with raised <laughs> shoulder buttons. Yeah, with like razor sharp edges on the sides. Like it doesn't look comfortable to hold at all. Yeah. So there's um, also a uh, a picture of a PS5 dev kit as well that leaked out online recently. Yeah. And so it's that's why it just looks like a PC. Yeah. That's why. Well, the reason that's important is because <laughs> um, the reason this whole screen patent is relevant and um, what's the word uh, like viable and likely real is because the same this blog Let's Go Digital. Um, had leaked the patent of the PS5 dev kit, and then we actually oh, saw gotcha, pictures gotcha, of it gotcha, in the gotcha, wild. Gotcha, I see it now. Yeah. Yes. Um, but apparently, so the PS5 dev kit, if you haven't seen it, looks really awkward. Um, but basically, I, I was reading something from Polygon. The reason that it's designed like that is because um, it makes it easier to stack um, the systems for de like developers to stack the systems, and it, it still gets airflow because that like weird little canyon in the middle. Mm. You know what I mean? 
don't know. Yeah, the crazy. Xbox dev kits, the Xbox One dev kits are wild. Remember the one that we saw at E3? And the it was England? like, uh, it had Assassin's Creed, not Odyssey. Um, what's the one before Odyssey? Oh my gosh. Origins? Who? Origin? Yeah, that one. It had Assassin's Creed Origins running on it. And it was like, I don't know. It, I it don't almost looked like a, a DVD player. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But yeah, it has all the right internals, right? That's all that matters. Um, yeah, so very cool. I'm very excited. Uh, next holiday season is going to be a very fun time. Yeah, I wonder if that's... <laughs> this will be interesting if it goes like... Like a, basically a Wii U. <laughs> the Wii U was... I don't know. This looks a lot like a Wii U now that I'm thinking about it. Um, it's fine. So. It's not going to look like that. We'll see. Are you buying a PS5, Ahmed? Probably. Of course you are. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> I probably will. Med's like, give um, me all damn systems. It's fine. I love spending money. Oh, it's um, fine. Yeah, I'm officially like I used to clown on you for owning all the systems, and now look at me. You're the clown. Like two of each, anyways. Oh yeah, anyways, enough. yeah. Two two Xbox One Xs. You know who else has two of them? Who you? Lo- Logan. Oh, anyways, it's fine. <laughs> We're you the only Logan, ones. One and the same now. The only smart people here, huh? Well, I gotta be able to play in my room when I can't oh play. Oh my god! Room. All the games you don't play on Xbox. <laughs> I yeah, you're right. <laughs> I literally only own two discs on Xbox, and it's Division Two and Red Dead Redemption. A worm. There's a spider. Hello. Oh, Worm? He wants to be featured? Spider, what do you have to say? He Speaking, said Spider-Man 2 is coming to PS5. <laughs> exactly. That's the reason why I would get PS5 at launch. Um, you Sooner take this than one? you think. You uh, yeah, sure. The, this one comes from Push Square. Rumor. Yeah. Marvel's Spider-Man PS2. <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man... <laughs> Spider-Man PS2 is a good game. Spider-Man 2 <laughs> hey, is coming cool, to PS5, thanks. quote, sooner than you think. Uh, speaking on the latest Kind of Funny Games cast, Imran Khan... Uh, former Game Informer um, person. He was Journalist. like, oh, unfortunately. Uh, Imran Khan says, quote, I know too much about Marvel Spider-Man 3, 2. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man 2, so I can't speculate too much. I think a Spider-Man 2 will come sooner than we think. Uh, Khan also mentions a Christmas 2021 release window earlier in the video. Is holiday 2021 sooner than we think? That would mean the game is set to launch roughly three years after its predecessor, which is a fairly quick turnaround. That said, we have to imagine that Insomniac moves straight to over to the next title as soon as Marvel Spider-Man was complete, leaving only a smaller team behind in order to further support the game with updates and DLC. Holiday 2021 certainly doesn't seem impossible, even if it is reasonably fast. I yeah, full steam ahead. I think that's fully reasonable. But I can't imagine that it'll take like full advantage of the PS5. Uh, uh, I do. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Not full advantage. Nothing's gonna take full advantage until the PS5 is like five years old. Like, look, look at PS4. Look, look at, at Alien Isolation. That's a fun one. We'll get to that Which later. One? Alien Isolation. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's yeah. reasons behind that. But all right. Yes. Anyways, yes. Full steam ahead. Let's do it. I fully think this is real, and I think that uh, it's not out of their own possibility. Oh, absolutely. I think we'll not. see a Horizon Zero Dawn uh, Part Two. I think we'll see. Some other sequels and probably some original yeah. IP as well, of course. But definitely hopefully, more. God hopefully, of War. no Death Stranding too. Hopefully, no Death Stranding. Definitely more God of War. Maybe Uncharted, but with the new uh, with Chloe and what's her face? I don't remember. And Uncharted Lost Legacy. Nadine. We'll see. Nadine. That's her name. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wait, is it Nadine? It is Nadine and Chloe. Yeah. I wanted to say Riley. I'm like, that's not. I don't even know. I've that's never the met daughter, Riley. isn't it? Who's no, daughter? no, not Riley. Uh, isn't that the girl? Wait, what's the girl in The Last of Us name? Ellie. Ellie. No. Yeah. Ri- uh, who's I don't Riley? know where I'm getting a Riley from. I'm getting what? Inside Out? I don't know. Um, speaking of Inside Out, I watched the Pixar in real life thing, and it was actually kind of dumb. It so, was so dumb. The first was, one, right? We yeah, watched the first like, one, too. This isn't actually that funny, but okay. <clears throat> no, it was dumb. 
yeah, there's a second one now, and it's, like, the Finding Dory with the octopus escaping, and, like, I don't know, the kids are kind of cute, but I'm like, this is, I could do without watching any more of these. Yeah. But, anyways, um, moving right on, this was what was originally going to be reported in the movies and entertainment section. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Um, Facebook, Oculus, acquires Beat Saber developers. Um, so, Facebook has announced, this one comes from IGN, um, Facebook has announced that it, wow, <laughs> Facebook has announced that it acquired Beat Saber developers beat games. The Czech Republic-based developer will join Oculus Studios as an independently operated studio in Prague. Um, in a press release, Facebook says the acquisition will not impact upcoming content for Beat Saber. Beat Games will continue to ship content and updates for its popular VR rhythm game, including the upcoming 360-degree level mode and new songs in December. There's an upcoming 360-degree level mode? I doubt that's coming out for PSVR. Why wouldn't it? Well, you can't do 360-degree... Why wouldn't you? Just turn around. The oh. cameras can't see you. Well, that's the camera's fault. <clears throat> There's new songs coming to Beat Saber? Are there? I'm assuming there are. Why wouldn't there Hello. be? Hello. Hello. Anyways, one day I'll have Rocket League VR X and Monster PC. Cat music pack? What the hell is this? Rocket League? Remember Anyways. Rocket League? Remember when yeah, I bought yeah. Rocket League on like three different systems and I don't play it on and any of them? And you never played? Ever? I played it a little bit, and I'm like, this is fun, but I could, I don't see myself getting into it as I have with Pumping Overwatch. Beat Saber X Rocket League mashup hits PSVR today. That was on November 7th. How do we keep missing this stuff? I don't know. Is that the same pack of songs that was, re- like, the Monster Cat pack that was released on uh, no, Beat Saber? On. No, this is new. Tokyo Machine, Play, Stephen Walking, Glide, Slushy, Love You, Need You, huh. Tokyo Machine, Rocket, Dion Timmer, Shiawaz? <laughs> These are not... Slushy and Dion Timmer, test me. I recognize um, Slushy. <clears throat> our selection is a combination of... The, oh, this comes from uh, PlayStation Blog. Our selection is a combination of the most popular tracks together mixed with fresh new releases. Our players can be excited because Tokyo... Uh, their favorite artist, Tokyo Machine, is making a return with two insane songs, Play and Rocket. You won't stop moving. Okay. Wait a minute. So this is already out on PlayStation? This is out right now, yeah. I thought we were talking about Rocket League. Anyways. No, this is Beat Saber. Fake Beat Saber fans. That's me. Literally. I haven't played in a while, so maybe I should boot it up. Um, Speaking of things coming to PlayStation, uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake is on the way. It was leaked on the PlayStation Store. Um, So this one comes from Polygon. Someone act surprised. I don't know. Who's surprised? Not me. Resident Evil 2 did amazing. So, um... Cover art for the remake of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis has appeared in Sony's PlayStation Store. Uh, news of the leak cover art comes via GameStat, or GAMSTAT, which calls publicly available information from Sony's API. Uh, in Western markets, the game will be titled Resident Evil 3. Alternate art including or includes a listing for Biohazard RE3, likely intended for the Japanese market. Uh, the leak coincides with a report from YouTuber SpawnWave, who claimed to have credible reports that a remake was in development on track for a 2020 launch. Um, there was a rumor that this was going to be announced at the Game Awards, which are happening next Friday on the 13th. Yes. Um, but according to a Reddit AMA with Jeff Keighley, he said there are no plans and there never were to do anything with Resident Evil at the show. Um, a lot of these leaks are completely wrong. Nothing about our show has leaked as of this writing. Um, and also, as a fun reminder, the Game Awards, again, are next Friday, December 13th. Maybe Jason will make an appearance. Who? Jason from Friday the 13th. The killer. Oh. <clears throat> Stop it. Get it together. You're like, oh? <laughs> oh? Anyways. Um, this speaking, next one is wild. Yeah, well, this is all you because you've been the one playing Halo. Go Halo crazy. the Master Chief Collection launched on Steam December 3rd and is still the top selling game as of today, December 7th. <clears throat> uh, this is not really a big surprise, so 
Um, okay. Yeah, so that confirms what I thought. So this one comes from VentureBeat.com. Uh, it did, so they write here that uh, Halo the Master Chief Collection includes Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo 4, and Halo Reach. For now, though, only Halo Reach is launching on PC. And even so, with just that one game, they're still sitting at the top of the list. People, well, yeah, so it's $40, um, and you get all those games, and people have been clamoring for Halo to come to uh, PC. So, well, for this collection to come to PC, because Halo 3 and ODST and 4 never came to PC. In fact, I can't remember if Halo 2 ever came to PC. It was, yeah, only 1 and 2 came <clears> to <throat> PC, and, okay. but it was on, like, the games for Windows Live or whatever, which, No, like, God, yes, yes, yes. How could I forget? Now. Yeah. Yeah, so this, uh, this is awesome. So Halo is alive and well. It's very much loved by many people, including myself. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so... Which is so on the on the Steam top selling <clears throat> thing, this screenshot actually um, took from Steam myself. Um, so Halo Master Chief Collection is at number one, and then um, it's beating out Red Dead Redemption. Red Red Wow. Red 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 Blue. Red Dead Redemption Two, and Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and also Halo Reach itself as an individual DLC. It's on top of that. But what's weird is number two there, Valve Index VR Kit, which is selling for $1,000, is the second most top-selling thing on Steam. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, wait a minute. Who's Anyways. spending $1,000 on this VR kit? I guess maybe top-selling is based off of the amount of money something is making versus the amount of actual copies individually it's making, which is why it would explain uh, it being... So like, someone two. buys one thing of it and it just skyrockets? It's, suddenly it's the most top-selling thing. Oh um, so yeah, that's very interesting. It's just something I wanted to randomly point out. Yes, that is very interesting. Um, on the polar opposite of things that are doing well, Google Stadia is actually complete garbage. Apparently, this is this is such a sad story. Like it's just <laughs> so. Um, this is like this is has nothing to do with sales numbers. Google hasn't released any statistics about how well <clears throat> Stadia is doing or any numbers at all. So this is all kind of purely speculation. But someone from NeoGAF, uh, I'll get their name so I can credit them properly. Uh, Afro Republican on NeoGAF has uh, Hello, pulled, Republican. <laughs> has pulled this um, graph of basically Google Trends. So Google Trends just measures the amount of time that something is searched for on Google to kind of give you an idea of how popular it is at any given time. Um, and on Cyber Monday, so December second, uh, is it December second Cyber Monday? I guess it was, huh? Yeah, it was. Um, he did a, a a comparison of Stadia and Wii, like the term Wii and the term Stadia, and we beat it out. <laughs> And he even filtered specifically for Wii U, and they were pretty much like neck and neck. Um, so it wasn't even just for people looking for like Wii U. It was people specifically looking for the term Wii, um, which is interesting that Wii, having been released in 2005, is still more active and researched than Stadia is. So very exciting for not Google and <laughs> for everyone else. Um, by comparison, PS4 and Xbox One got like quadruple the results of either of those terms. So, yeah, I don't think those commercials or that ad campaign is really piquing anyone's interest to do some research into what Stadia is or whether they want to buy it over the holidays. So, that's unfortunate. Um, I don't know. It sucks. I, but I don't know either. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's uh, one of those things where <clears throat> they kind of buried their own grave on this one. 
I mean, they tried, and the I remember the press conference being so hype, and I was like, oh, this will be so awesome. But then when they released it, it's like, there's two games that you can play. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Literally. And they were like, oh, and you have to pay a monthly they fee sh- yes, they also buy the games. Subscription. Yeah. Like, they should have done a subscription service, and shame on them for not doing that. So now they'll learn the hard way. They really will. Anyways, this is like a bigger flop than Virtual Boy. Um, oh, don't you discount the <laughs> Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy is a good system. Was it, though? Are you sure? I this one's like, hot off the presses. I do like the, uh, <clears throat> whatchamacallit, the uh, the inclusion of the Virtual Boy in Luigi's Mansion 3. I think that was a cute Yes, it is very cute. Homage. What's hot off the presses? What's the news? A six-quart stainless steel crockpot is $7 on Amazon. Ooh, maybe I'll get one finally. Down from forty nine ninety nine. Is a crock pot the same as a slow cooker? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So should I buy it? Link me. I, I just sent it to you. Perfect. How big is it? Will it fit on my counter? That's the bigger question. Will it fit under the counter in storage? I have to put it on top of the shelf. I've never yeah. slow cooked anything in my life. Anyways, um, you know who has slow cooked something? Ripley from Alien maybe did. I don't know. <laughs> so, so dumb. <laughs> Alien Isolation um, has been released on Switch, and apparently it looks better on Switch than it did on PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, Granted, this game came out literally a thousand years ago. It came out in 2014, which was a year into the release of both systems, um, I think. And, uh, yeah, so obviously they weren't necessarily optimized, and it also was a cross-generation game that came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, so... Clearly, it definitely wasn't optimized for PS4 and Xbox One, besides probably, like, higher-resolution textures. Um, yeah. But the Switch version holds up, which is surprising, because I feel like it's still surprising, because, I don't know, even, like, Skyrim doesn't look as good as, like, it does on, on console, and Skyrim's been out for years. Um, but apparently the Switch version is substantially cleaner in motion, Digital Foundry reports. Uh, this is due to reliance on a more modern accumulation temporal anti-aliasing. I'll be lying okay. if I said I knew what that meant. Yes, um, me as well. <laughs> this approach re- massively reduces in-surface aliasing and edge shimmering to the point where it looks flat out better than the original console edge release. Sheeran? Yes, edge shimmering. Edge shimmering. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, so if you want to play Alien, apparently it looks best on Switch. Unless you have a PC, then it'll look better I, on PC. I'm good. I, f- I feel like we played this game... Like I played this game with you at one point. We did, yeah. So I had it on. Um, <clears throat> I had it on Xbox. Yeah, I guess Xbox 360. I don't know. Yeah, I remember playing it vaguely. But, anyways. So last as but I not say, least, you're being distracted by everything. Uh, I looked up that Beat Saber thing. Apparently, there's a Panic at the Disco part uh, pack for Beat Saber. Really? Yeah. Of course, none of the none of the good songs that I can tell at least. Did they do a cover of the Greatest Show? Did they? Anyways, we're learning a lot. Oh, Worm? And it's on Beat Saber? <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay, okay. It sounds terrible through the microphone, but <laughs> I vaguely understand what's happening. All right, maybe you know what these songs are. Um, high Hopes. You don't know High Hopes? You I probably do. I don't know by name. Yeah. Oh, Lauren's going to lose her mind. Yeah, you love this song. Everyone loves this song. Victorious? I don't know that one. Oh! I like oh, this song a lot. Oh, anyways, when I'm moving the PlayStation downstairs tonight. <laughs> um, Emperor's New Clothes. Like Emperor's New Groove? No, this is like the Emperor's New Clothes. 
I don't know this song. Yeah, I don't know that one. Anyways, hold up. Let me just buy this pack real quick. <laughs> Is there any other packs that we missed? Just those two? I think it's just it's just, just those two. Um, well, this other one, I you know, I don't know who these people are slushy, and I know who slushy is, but I don't know, might as well just uh, you might as well just buy them. Why not go crazy and yeah. go stupid, as they say. I don't know, as I say. I know, right? So I don't know. I don't think there's any other packs that we missed besides those two. So that's good news. Good news. All right. Last but not least, yes, Super Mario Maker update it's is finally coming. <clears throat> and I didn't link any links to this because I'm a garbage can. Super Mario Maker 2 link update. Let's see who comes up first. Click, 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 click. This one comes from SuperMarioMaker.Nintendo.com. It <laughs> <laughs> reports that Super Mario Maker 2 update coming December 5th. Oh, Worm, it's out? I didn't even try it yet. Wow. Um, and it adds a link from The Legend of Zelda as a playable character along with the Master Sword. Uh, so they report Super Mario Maker 2 is getting a legendary update. On December 5th, a free update to Super Mario Maker 2 for Nintendo Switch system adds Link from The Legend of Zelda as a playable character, new course parts, and a new gameplay mode. Uh, so this is the 2.0.0 update. Um, it's going to be used exclusively in the 8-bit Super Mario Bros. style. Uh, when this course part is picked up, Mario transforms into Link, equipped with a new moveset, uh, like attacking with a sword, <coughs> shooting arrows, and dropping bombs. What? So it's That's actually crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. You still don't have this game, do you? No, and I'm I don't know. Maybe I'll get it now. Okay. Well, <laughs> now this sounds cool. Um so yeah, it's uh it's coming to uh to switch and there's like a four player mode with uh well I mean you could like play with four different links and they're all different colors and they're eight bit. Like the four swords? Like, like the Anyways. four swords adventure. Maybe we could be playing this, but you playing. Maybe <clears throat> we should cosplay the Four Swords as we've been wanting to do oh for the past God. ten years, we've and we've never done forever. it. We this game it. is a lot of fun. Like I haven't put much time into. It. I got really pissed off after Stranger Things was spoiled for me. <laughs> um, but now that now that all this stuff to spoil is High School Musical, I mean, what do I have to lose? I guess there's nothing really to spoil Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I will. Uh, maybe I will get this. But... Just don't play before you see Rise of Skywalker, <clears throat> or the Rise of Skywalker. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah. Also, fun fact: um, Rise of Skywalker is not shot in IMAX at all. It doesn't have any IMAX scenes. So oh my go god, that makes me so happy! After you talk all that Dolby. shit, talk all shit about what? When That's I didn't get IMAX tickets, and then we got Dolby tickets instead, and you're like, "Oh well, it's shot in IMAX. I'm gonna see it with my eyes. It was shot in IMAX. I'm gonna see that is scenes in you." Untrue. I never <clears throat> said those words. Not about this movie. Whatever. Anyways, it's not shot in IMAX. It is exclusively in 2.43 by 1 ratio, which is widescreen, which is Dolby format. So it is mixed for Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. So if you have a Dolby Cinema near you, go see it in there. That is the primary. Hey, the, the prime, that's me. The prime, uh, the prime theater to see it in. So okay. I have tickets for both IMAX and Dolby, so I'll compare. Oh, uh, you know. you're cool. Listen, it's fine. Um, but yeah, that is it. That is it, right? All good? No more last minute breaking news? No, no, not nothing aside from $7 slow cookers and, uh, you know, the usual bullshit that we come up with. Perfect. Well, I'm on my way to go see a magic show. If you've seen Magic for <coughs> Humans on Netflix, the uh, magician, Justin Willman, is performing in New York tonight. And I got last minute tickets because I just realized that he was performing or like five hours ago. And I was like, ooh, I'll buy a ticket. So, Don't uh, get disappeared disappeared i might oh my god you know that trick where he disappears to people he was the one that originated that whole meme anyways <laughs> if anyone knows what what those words mean kudos to you um that is it from I'm us gonna get vanished 
I'm going to get vanished. That's going to get snapped away. Um, that concludes episode 66 of What the Fun Cast. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace. I was going to cough at the end, but I decided not to. Anyway, <laughs> peace.